0: bottles, and I'll go get the gun. The baby's inside and asleep, and before you know it, we'll be running out of sun.
1: Again, April 11th. April 11th. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, about the open mic series here?
2: Don't open mic series. Yeah. About how you? How do you feel or about just,
1: playing at open mic now?
2: Um. Well, it's it's nice. I I actually don't do it often, but um especially. I'm sort of back and forth. Um, I imagine we'll talk about later, but I'm I'm sort of not in the country a lot. And so what happens is when I get back after being a month's away, like I'm I feel I'm not used to sort of I'm not ready to just sort of do a show in front of an actual audience and all of these things so open mics are nice because it gives me that sort of experience, that feedback, that live sort of feel and and the, and you know open mics are fun it's just a I mean Portland's got some great open mics too um, do you have favorite
3: open mics like what kind of open
2: mics do you I like? do uh, actually my, my my favorite one the one I the one I do go fairly regularly to uh, meaning maybe once a month or so is uh White Eagles uh, open mic on, on uh, Sunday nights okay uh, John Vecchiarelli is the guy that runs that really neat guy and and uh Great open mic, yeah, Hmm. and so um, I've been to a few others that are are great. I just don't go to them very often, like Alberta Street Pub and and uh, Airplay has a couple things going on right now. Airplay Cafe. Yeah.
3: Kind of a new new one like the last year.
2: Yeah, yeah, neat place, neat, uh, great sound system, great stage. Where where is
1: where is Airplay? I've never even heard of Airplay.
2: It's all I think it's Seventh and Burnside. Um, east, east side of the river? It's a guy that
1: works
3: down at the guitar center we go to. Him and his wife put it together. Oh, okay. oh see, now I like that guitar okay. center. Yeah. Those okay. are good
1: people. Yeah. And, they, and Maybe they, just they have, should sponsor the show.
2: <laughs> I, I don't even know how it's sustainable what they're doing over there. They have shows all the time. They have like four or five shows a day. Wow. Literally. Because wow. like, they, have, they have morning stuff, they have lunch <laughs> stuff, they have two concerts at night often. Hmm. Yeah, it's there's good I'm on their newsletter and so I just I just keep getting stuff and yeah. it's like wow, how can you do that? But
1: Hi everybody. <laughs> uh this is uh, you are listening you have downloaded in case you uh you thought this was car talk. Uh this is actually acoustic conversations and uh, my name is Pete Wright. I'm sitting here with Lovely, Kurt Sifford. I'm lovely now. You are.
3: Let's let's back that up. Let's find a, a different, a different <laughs> adjective here.
1: <laughs> I'm going to stick with lovely for manly, tonight. How about
3: manly. We're going to have to just go bold and catch man, up, that one out. <laughs> man up, dear. Man up, dear.
1: Kurt, uh, 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 how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I uh, I just love doing these shows over here because I don't have to do all the setup. <laughs> so thanks for doing that. And yeah, uh, and uh, our guest this evening is Dustin Patterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin, we saw you the first time. We saw you was at the uh, songwriter showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that one in particular. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. In, the, the, yeah, I mean these open mic things. Right, are, they're, they're hit or miss. It's
3: really interesting. I you know, like how you go, and sometimes sometimes you go into an open mic night, and it'll just be so dead. You know, there, it seems like there's no one there at first. And, and you almost wonder if you're going to be suffering through it and everything. But, you know, I knew that Dan Lowe would be playing, right. and, and I enjoy his stuff. I like Dan and, Lowe. Uh, so, and I knew that another familiar face or two is going to be showing up. And then uh, and, and Dustin gets up on stage.
1: Yeah, no, it really, I mean, can't underscore this enough, because you, you weren't even going to play. So, I mean, we were just there. I'm glad you did. To... Yeah, yeah. So that's very nice kudos. Yeah. We d- thank you very much. <laughs> Later you can tell me something you like okay, about me. Okay. Um, no, we, I mean, we, I'm, I'm just glad
2: you didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I like to hear. There you go. Right. No, So, I, I mean, you know, I, a, after the first few... Well, I'm going to tell you my experience. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the story. So we were we were there, we were watching, and the first guy got up and sang, don't know his name. He put on a great effort. He had some good riffs, and then he sat down, and I guess it was his wife who went to sleep on his lap mm-hmm. um, and her mother was there I'm thinking and it was it, and I happened to get a picture and I apologized to because it's I got a picture I was taking a picture of somebody on stage maybe it was you Kurt but it was not a, a flattering picture of the audience not, not a picture I'd want to put on my website No this would not be yeah. a picture a promotional picture for you I mean mm. it was just not and so that set the tone for the with the sleeping on the, on the uh, lap of one of the performers. I mean, it just set the tone for an evening that I thought was going to be a write-off. You know, we go and we go and we scout these open mics to try and find some neat artists. And then Dustin gets up and proceeds to kick me in the jaw <laughs> with, uh, with this first song wow. that he did. And he even asks, he gets this, I mean, listen to, you hear him and he's got such, I mean, you know. Not to diminish your manhood and that incredible beard, I have no but he has, a, <laughs> he has a very sweet voice, Thank you. this Dustin. Very, I mean, incredibly sweet voice. And the first thing he says is, should I do, a, what was it, should I do a kind of happy song or kind of sad song first? And I guess it was your wife who screamed out, uh, your wife uh, uh, screamed out, I think, the sad song.
2: Oh, okay. No, my sister-in-law. Well, oh, yeah. that was your sister-in-law? Yeah, oh. yeah, my wife wasn't there. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Who screamed out, uh, (laughs) "You should do the sad song," and and that was when the jaw kicking happened. Uh, But it absolutely blew me away. I I don't know. I I am really looking forward to hearing some of where your songs come from. Uh, And uh, thank you for joining us. I wonder if you would uh, kick it off with a song.
2: Yeah, definitely. You want me to go ahead and kick? Yeah. Why don't you Why don't don't you kick it off with
1: the jaw kicking song? (laughs) Uh, uh, Just uh, tell us what what it's called, and you can tell us all about it later. Okay. uh, The song is called "Peace with God."
0: Lost the last bit of my innocence When I was only 30 years it cost me 93 bucks, 60 cents Price of a shotgun and a beer She didn't want my house or my picket fence Weren't the words I longed to hear So I shot her in her living room Buried her in her backyard Then it was straight to the priest I went Where I made my peace with God Ten years back, I saw the president. He was speaking about the war. What he said was really making sense. He said, What are you waiting for? Well, thanks to the Department of. My mama would be poor no more So I shot them bastards one by one And after one it's not that hard Then back home straight to the priest I went Where I made my peace with God night and daddy's drunk again it's nothing new but worse this time you'd never guess that i was only 10 the way i stared straight in his eyes mama showed me it was just self When I pulled that trigger tight We watched him dying in our living room Buried him in our backyard Then it was straight to the priest we went Where we made our peace with God Then it was straight to the priest we went, where we made our peace with God.
3: You know, it's funny, it's like I've always kind of considered myself a good barometer on uh, um, knowing whether a tune is really good or not. Based off of if I actually pay attention to the lyrics, I almost mm. never pay attention <laughs> to the lyrics to a song. You know, like on a first on or second way. listen, and that one just—the story of that one just sucks me right in. Mm. And when, where, where does that where does that story come from? Um,
2: it's going to be a fairly disappointing answer because I don't really know where this comes from. The thing—the thing with with songwriting for me has just been um, a sort of a desire to tell stories. Um, I, I I think that they're not not just there's definitely in this song there are truths that i connect with I'll, I'll sort of be vague like that but um but yeah definitely not autobiographical by any by any sense but um i don't know i mean i guess i guess when i when i sat down and wrote this song it was really just a desire to well and it's kind of funny because i just figured okay i've been writing music for i don't I don't 8 to 10 years or something like that um Uh, And and nothing serious, of course, but but I just decided that if I'm going to be a songwriter and I'm going to write sort of pseudo-folk music, I should have a murder ballad. (laughs) <laughs> and so, and so, uh, wow.
0: so this this uh, this
2: was my this was my murder ballad, and, and and as as happens with a lot of uh, the stuff I write, I often will I'll often just sort of write a few lines, and, and just sort of in my head I'll sort of see I guess its trajectory, and and, and just sort of run with it, and uh, and so that's kind of I guess what, and so so the song itself is is I picture, and a lot. Of it, this this song is a lot of people don't get this i think a lot of the people who do pay attention to the lyrics um get it but but people who are maybe i don't know uh, sort of back and forth with with paying attention or uh and not will will not get sort of well first of all that this is this is a a person that i'm talking about like the same person in all three verses is being is is talking here um uh, a lot of people will ask me is that you know are those all the same person um And and it gets confusing because what I do in this song is I is I sort of go backwards, right? Yeah. Um. And I sort of wanted I just kind of wanted to play around with that that idea that you know sort of starting in my mind I picture this man who's who's maybe sitting in his jail cell Mm -hmm. sort of explaining how he got where he where he is, you know, and sort of saying like I lost the last bit of my innocence at thirty years you know, 20 years I went into, I went into the, the military and I sort of, um, you know, I don't maybe sort of lost a lot of, of my soul there, uh, in, in the war and, uh, through sort of, you know, all of the violence and killing there. And then, but then even going back to sort of in the, the last verse, the 10 year, the 10 year mark in this person's life and, and, uh, Sort of i what I hope sort of explains a lot, yeah, you know and and sort of this violent father and and uh no, and sort of it
3: definitely comes through that way i mean what, the thing that I like about, it, especially the the music part of it is that i mean the music's got a little bit of a, of peace to it, and so it uh it's um it kind of brings um a compassion like you know not necessarily to the man (laughs) himself but at least to the societal realities that kind of that kind of led to that and i'm I'm
1: curious when did you write this
2: Hmm. Uh, probably about three years ago Hmm. i just i'm I'm picturing where i wrote it and i and it's in our current place so it's probably in in portland yeah yeah probably two and a half three years
1: ago. It's it's a it's fascinating to think back 3 years ago I mean what was going on sort of socio-culturally mm-hmm. and and how these influence sort of drive that song. Did yeah. you was it a difficult song to write? Um
2: it, well it was in a way. Um it, you know this I mean this kind of song it's such a departure from the, from a lot of the other stuff that I'd written um that it was difficult in that and and I'm the kind of person who I, I I hold back often, you know, in in everything I do, I guess. And so and so to to go so far w- with a song like this was a bit of a challenge for me. And to you know to to really create this character who just was really sort of, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> messed up yeah, yeah, to committed. say the least. It's <laughs> committed yeah. on many levels. Yeah.
1: I, I'm. So, I, do you? Uh, I, I honestly, I'm not quite sure how to ask this question, but you know, I. It's in my head. It's sort of framed in. uh, uh, How how does it feel to play this song to your mother? Does that that make sense? I mean, is it ever difficult? Well, I've actually. Well, I
2: don't. I guess I have. I have played it in front of my mother. But but what's funny about that is um, she's one of the people who never pays attention to lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I hoped so when I wrote this. But um, no, what's funny about that actually is that I I wrote this and I sort of I, I put it up on maybe it was my MySpace or somewhere and um and there was a little bit of a concern for me i was like oh what are, you know what are my parents going to think when they hear this i mean cuz again yeah like you said it's it's kind of demented it's you know um it's definitely violent but um but she it's her favorite song of mine so or at least it was you know at, at one point she told me it was so so that was a nice surprise I
1: guess oh that's yeah. yeah that's a blessing yeah how does this fit in with the the rest of kind of the trajectory of your music and I know we'll play some more uh, you'll play some more for us and uh, and hopefully get a flavor of this but mm-hmm. um, um, you you write about many sort of dark themes, but mm-hmm. they're mostly not dark themes in terms of exercising some personal demons mm-hmm. um, i I almost Hesitate to say they're they're kind of an activist bent, mm. uh, but you are also very active uh, and and tend to be very uh, a political person. We'll talk a little bit more about that. How does that how do, how does that sort of sense of activism play into your songwriting?
2: And this is I guess this is where I was going earlier too about sort of what I set out to do when I write a song. And 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 let me even preface it too that um, I think one of the advantages I have as a songwriter um, in, in in sort of comparison to maybe a lot of other singers and songwriters i don't have honestly i don't have a terrible terribly um large amount of ambition when it <laughs> comes to my music <laughs> um because it, it's really it's it's something I'm, I'm starting to get more serious about but up to this point it's really been sort of this thing i've played at you know and i just really enjoy doing it a lot uh, it's sort of a release for me uh, in a lot of ways, and it's not something I've ever sort of seen as sort of a potential career for myself or anything. And so, so I've never felt the need to write songs that sell, that fit into a certain type of genre, that you know, that that kind of thing. Um, I've also never felt like I needed to have some sort of rounded rep- repertoire, you know, that kind of. Um, so, so. But I, but I would then say that the songs that I write, I think what I try to do is, is either tell a story or imply or hint at a story. Uh, and I, I, I think every one of my songs probably fits into one of those two categories. Um, and I think that the songs that have more of the activist bent... Um, are ones that I would say imply or hint at a story. Um, and in my mind, it's, it's sort of, you know, you've got sort of the dominant story, the story that, that sort of, I guess, dominant society and culture wants us all to fit in, as, you know, they want us to be, you know, the consumer, consumer of things, consumer of their ideas, their expertise, all of those things. Um, and so I think what I try to write about is the other story, um, or maybe, or maybe the consequences of that story, that that first story, that dominant story. Um, anyway, I know that, that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It, it does in my mind, but but I just, I guess I want to, I want to um, point the listener to this other story.
1: Sort of create uh, a make apparent something that you know is under the surface. Something yeah, that may not yeah. be. Yeah,
2: and obvious. and you know, and I'm not. You know, I'm also. I also know that a lot of times uh I'm preaching to the choir. I I know that I'm uh I'm not telling a new story by any means. You know that that this is a story that's as old as time and you know that I guess these conflicting stories sort of the the um the dominant and the subversive stories have always sort of been in in conflict with each other. Um and I'm just sort of taking my part, you know, in that uh whole process, but so, I think
1: you could do another song and, uh, and show us what you mean.
2: Yeah. Um, so I'll play um, the song. It's uh, called Know It Don't. This is definitely one of my more political songs.
0: Your went and got you into an Ivy League That don't mean that you know anything So your mama went and bought you some studio time That don't mean that you know how to sing You can build yourself a great big castle That don't make you my king No, it don't no it don't No it don't No it don't No it don't, no, no it don't See you're looking so good In your suit and your tie That don't make my mind more at ease With your hand on the button eyes on the prize Who needs friends when you've got guns like these You can blow the whole world to kingdom come, but that don't make you no prince of peace No, No it don't 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 No, it don't So you lent a few cents to some poor families After all, we've all got to eat But now they're up to their necks for the next century In a debt that won't let them be free You can change its name, claim its charity that don't make you less of a thief No, it don't 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 oh, No, it don't Yeah, your biceps look nice up on that movie screen That don't make you the man for me Yeah, your face, it gets pasted on the magazines That don't mean that you got what we need You can charm us and promise the sweetest things That don't mean that your love is for free No, it don't No, it don't No, it don't No it don't, no it don't, no, no it don't You've got 15,000 channels on your flat screen TVs That's one hell of a satellite feed We can distance our conscience from our digital deeds At one hell of a satellite speed just because the images cease to make us fuss Well, that don't mean that the wounds cease to bleed No, it don't 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 no, it don't, no, no, it don't. Surrounded by actors and advertisements standing by with expert advice. So called leaders go and lead us into wars without end. It's a wonder we're all still alive. And they can build themselves some great big prisons that don't mean they can lock up our minds. No, it don't. 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 No, no, it don't.
1: that's beautiful thank you. Where'd that one come from?
2: you know that one um it's actually my most recent song uh and that was written uh over that was that was also my uh as far as as far as time it takes to write um each song that one took the absolute longest um but only because um each of those those stanzas um i mean if it seems to the listener that they're just sort of a series of maybe maybe even uh they they, they don't f- form necessarily a, a real cohesive piece i don't think but um
1: suddenly you've just kind written of this, end of the world as we know it <laughs> yeah you know, just this yeah, of consciousness. yeah
2: and it was just sort of a series of kind of like these you know few line rants um and that i just sort of pieced together and it was it was actually um uh, I w- was living in, in uh, Malawi, Africa, over the last seven months. Um, and I'm there often, and I don't often write music there. And it's this kind of this weird f- phenomena that I, I don't really know how to explain, um, that I just I can't write music there uh, when I'm there. Um, do you take your guitar? Uh, you play, I have, there is music? a guitar there. I, yeah, and I do, I do play every once in a while. Um, and a lot, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to the fact that I'm just, I'm just so busy when I'm there too. Um, um, but yeah, again, I, I know that there's something psychological going on there too, but, uh, but this was the exception. I, this was again, just sort of sitting down, um, coming up with, with a stanza at a time. And over the seven months, I finally had sort of these six different stanzas that I pieced together. And, and, and I guess the way I often explain it is that it, it also doesn't necessarily feel done to me and um so there might be more you know in the future it might just keep getting longer and longer and longer mm-hmm. until everybody <laughs> until suddenly that then.
1: song is a fish concert yeah right? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so i you, i'm i'm interested in um and you will likely have to preface this with what you do when you are in Malawi, Africa for seven months. Uh, I, I know we will, we will talk about your nonprofit in a bit, but I, I'm very interested in how your experience living in Africa in particular um, sort of frames your worldview and sort of... I, I mean, you say you don't write over there, but, man, you've got to be getting something out of living over there and, and, uh, and how that, how that um, affects your music. Definitely.
2: Um, and, in fact... <clears throat> Uh, often when when I'm talking to somebody and I and I mention that I, I can't, really I can't write there. Um, there's also a lot of there are a lot of other activities. Like um, I I love uh, I do a lot of reading when I'm there, um, but it's a different kind of reading even. And so like the the, the kinds of reading that I do here um, are, you know, I mean, obvious. I do all you know. I I love I love reading and I and I sort of do the whole gamut but um but i enjoy um ones that are sort of that will stimulate me intellectually um in well when i'm in africa uh when i'm in malawi i i can't read books like that i can't um i can't engage with books like that um and i think the way i often explain it uh is that i think um when i'm there i i'm so busy absorbing i'm so busy sort of um in, and in many ways, I'm 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 so busy living the life that uh, I think many of us are, are meant to live, that it's it's then when I come back and I have sort of this, this this reverse culture shock, where I'm sort of sucked into to to the to the culture that I know best, definitely. But um, there's a, uh, I th- I think what I do when I get back home is that then I get in this reflection mode. So I'm, I'm, so I'm reflecting on all of the things that I absorbed and I learned when I was there in, in Malawi. And so, um, and so I think a lot of my songs come from that, that place of, of reflecting on, on those experiences. And, and those experiences as compared to, say, you know, our own, our own sort of dominant culture here in, in the U.S. and
1: You said that um, No It Don't is a song that took you the longest to write
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about specifically about how songs come to you uh, how you mm. how you actually you know, Turn them from ideas into music. Yeah, like the actual mechanics
3: of it. I'm yeah. just sort of curious. I'm always yeah. curious about like you know how many songs at a time someone might be writing, okay. or how long it'll take them. Like what kind of what kind of schedule? Yeah. That you know that's always be.
1: because Kurt suffers through this. <laughs> Any songwriter does. <laughs> I know yeah. we got songwriters in the audience. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and you know, and it's a, such a hard question for for me, and I imagine other songwriters to answer too, because for me, it's different with every song. Um, Though, though I do, I do recognize certain trends. Uh, definitely, um, I will most well, yeah. Usually, I have uh, a lyric before I have anything else. Um, again, but that's not always true. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's often um, you know going about my day and and some maybe a melody. Sort of sticks in my head, and then and then I sort of have this. It's usually it's usually a line. Um, it's usually no more than a line that somehow sticks in my head, and I just can't get it out. And I and I and I think it's catchy, or I think it's uh, clever, or 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 what have you. And and then I'll sort of run with that. Um, in fact, I even have this problem as I as I write a song. Um, of sort of, I loved that first line. And I'm not able to come up with anything quite as good as that, you know. Oh yeah. And so, so that's a, yeah, that's always a challenge. But I don't know. It's such a hard question to answer because again, it's I think every every single song has been sort of this different process. Right. Yeah. Um, and 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 I definitely would say that I I very rarely actually sit down to write a song like sort of with you know I mean with I, the and maybe, of Yeah, a and song. maybe that's and maybe that's true of of most songwriters. I don't know but um but it does, it it's like something that comes to me at random times and
1: likely at the worst possible time exactly mm-hmm. yeah how many songs how many of your own songs do you have uh in terms of your total cal- catalog that you've written and mm-hmm. how many of them do you tend to have in your fingers at any one time
2: well i actually don't know how many songs i've written over time uh there are, there are quite a few i mean um I I would say songs that I'm not in, completely embarrassed to play for other people. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there's a the whole be, third category. <laughs> yeah, no, no, would be yeah. <laughs> would be maybe twenty to twenty five. Yeah, and then and then even out of those twenty to twenty five, there'd be like maybe ten that you know that I I'd, I'd sort of show to anybody that asked. You know, I, it's yeah. yeah.
1: So let's uh, let's do another one. One of the ones that you're okay. You know, yeah, yeah not embarrassed to play. <laughs> Of the few,
0: sweet cherry, swing down low and follow me to the fire. If you've come to save my soul, then follow me to the fire. And I'll meet you in the flames. You'll see my place.
1: Treasure, treasure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, graduated with a degree in music. In music, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, and definitely an arts guy.
2: Yeah, and actually, in fact, it's funny because it's, it's not really that arty. It's uh, music with sort of an option in music industry. So
1: oh, wow.
3: So really, Where is this, from? this was in
2: this is in California uh, in Chico.
3: Okay,
2: uh-huh. CSU Chico. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was actually there were there were sort of the core, you know, uh, music theory type uh, classes, but but it was a lot of it was business. It was mm-hmm. sort of a sort of music. They took a lot of music classes, a lot of business classes, put them together, and then put in a few like music industry classes yeah, as well. And more
3: music schools need to do that. Yeah, uh, that's great.
2: Yeah. And so, uh, so that was my that was my major.
1: I'd so that was your major. So done nothing you, with it. Well, and that, that's sort of. The, <laughs> I mean, besides having a guitar in the room with you right yeah, yeah. now, so you uh, you pick up and you visit Africa mm-hmm, and you decide mm-hmm. with this vaunted new music industry degree, I think I'll start a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How um, did that happen? Well,
2: it was definitely not not just me. It was uh, my wife and I both uh, coming to this decision. It was. I mean, it was definitely a long process. We we went to Africa. um, The it was actually I had one one year of school left, and she was just graduating, Um, and we had the summer available to us uh, because she was graduating, and she had a a job in the university that she was going to have to give up because she was no longer going to be a student. she was, so so her job was ending my job um was ending as as well and so we just had this summer available to us and we decided uh we wanted to do something uh interesting with it and something something meaningful with it and uh we both happened to be uh reading at the time independently uh about southern africa and and specifically um what age, what hiv was doing uh um in southern africa and so we thought, wouldn't it be neat if we could go to Africa for, for the summer and, and do some volunteer work. And so we went with this organization based out of New York called Operation Crossroads Africa. And um, they sent us to work with a small local NGO, uh, non-governmental organization in Malawi, Africa. Um, and so that was our summer in 2003. And we fell in love with the place, with the with the people um, the organization, um, turned out to be a sham (laughs) organization. It just sort of, everything sort of fell apart. Uh, our partnership and work with this organization sort of fell apart. Um, as we were there, as
1: a result of what finances, it just was, had no backbone to it in the first place.
2: Well, there was some corruption involved. There was, um, a guy, it, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's still in existence the the actual organization so but but our our involvement with it sort of ceased um i w- i would say some, somewhere midway through that summer um and and so there was sort of this need for us uh and the group we were with there were, there were nine of us altogether uh americans there um this need for us to to sort of kind of find things to do and 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 so we met people we spent time with people uh in their homes and eating with them and and again so so we'd already fallen in love with this place and that just sort of it just um made that all the more sort of concrete and and so when we came out of that experience came back to the to the states um we just knew we had to get back uh we didn't know what form that would take but but we knew we had to do it and um we were just we were something something happened and uh you know when you talk to people who've been to Africa you'll hear sort of the term often um maldafrique, the uh the African malady. It's it's like the bug that bites you when you when you get to uh when you've spent some time in Africa. It's like you, you just you're connected. You, there's no going back now. Um and so I think that's what happened. And and over the next year we uh tried to figure out how to how to do something. Um how to how to to move our lives in that direction, that we would be connected with these people uh, for a longer term, and uh, so we actually we actually applied for the Peace Corps. We did um, the Peace Corps application process. We were assigned to um, to actually Gabon um, in uh, Western Africa, and um, and so all set to sort of go to Gabon. We at what at some point just decided that it didn't feel right. Uh, the The assignment didn't feel right for us, and and we didn't we couldn't really put a finger exactly on what it was. There were a number of factors. Um, as it happened, we actually we actually emailed the the Peace Corps said we aren't.
1: Thanks, uh, but we're, no thanks. yeah, we're
2: backing out. And before that was that was late one night. The next morning, we got a call from them, and I said, "Oh, did you get our email?" And they're like, "No, what email?" We're just calling to tell you that the Gabon program's been canceled. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they had some other options for us if we wanted to wait some months. Um, but we just decided at that point, you know, Malawi, where we had been before, is where our heart was and with this, and, and specifically, uh, this, this small town of, of Balaka in Malawi.
1: And so, um, so it was a few I was, months. I was of, reading on your website. Uh-huh. I, I just want to dive in a little bit. Yeah, The, definitely. the, the website that you, uh, the nonprofit that you found uh-huh. is called Bolamoyo, uh-huh. uh, And that means means better life. Better life. That's yeah. beautiful. I yeah. uh, specifically uh, talking about uh um, you're going to have to say the name Bala Bolamoyol. Bola, I mean the city. The, oh, oh, Balaka, yes. Balaka. Right. Okay, specifically yeah, regarding Balaka, uh it says on the website that that is sort of n- not necessarily the place you would naturally find yourself if you were traveling to Africa. Yeah,
2: definitely. definitely. Uh, I
1: think they use I think you use the word uh, armpit. Armpit, yeah, it's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, yeah. How did you find yourself falling in love with this place? Well,
2: um, I don't know. And and again, and this is sort of that's so that's the opinion um that when when we talk about it being the armpit of Malawi, that's uh that's that's the opinion of people we've we've talked to who've spent time in Malawi uh and maybe have traveled through Balaka. Um but we don't we don't actually understand it. You know, we we the the little time we spent there in the, in that first uh, that first summer um, yeah, there, we we couldn't help but fall in love with it, and it's just, again, it, and and it's, you know, there's probably nothing so unique about Balaka that, you know, you wouldn't find in every other town in Malawi, but it was, something happened, and, and again, it was just that community that that sort of took us in and, and welcomed us, and, and, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the armpit, because it's, it's hot, it's, it's muggy, it's, um, it's crowded. it's in a valley. It's crowded. Yeah. 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 It's not, there's not much going on there. There's not much in the way of entertainment or anything like that. So, so you
1: fall in love with this community and yeah. and how do you decide to, to take a more active role?
2: Well, you know, it's funny. It was, um, we, we, we give a lot of credit to Bono of mm. all people. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bono seriously. does. I, I give him credit for this <laughs> show. Hey, when are we going to have him <laughs> over? Yeah, That's exactly. Mission, right? <laughs> well, and, and the reason I say that is, is, well, First of all, one of the books that we were reading was a book um, that he helped compile. Um, or I, I, an editor, or I don't exactly know what his role in that was. I know he was connected to it somehow. Um, it's called The Awake Project and, it, and it a series of essays about, about Southern Africa and HIV and AIDS. And um, and so that was one of our initial inspirations was, was that book. But then when... We turned down the Peace Corps uh, assignment. We were actually living in Chico. The Thing is, is that we had actually um, we'd put in our notice at the place we were staying, our 30-day notice, and um, had to move. and And we figured, you know what? There's nothing keeping us here in Chico, so let's move up to Portland. It's near. It's near family. It's a place we wanted to go for some time. So, so we moved up to Portland. We we're here a few months, and we go um, to see Bono do a lecture. At um, the Rose Quarter um, about uh, what he what he's doing with the one campaign and all of the things he's doing and um, and it was um, sort of not so much some anything that he said or or any 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 sort of anything to do with his delivery of what he said, but it was it was just sort of all of that that stuff we're here we're hearing about africa it's it's all that stuff sort of um, coming back up. For for the both of us, my my wife and and myself, and so we, uh, at that night we went to you know it was like, one o'clock in the morning we went to Denny's you know the only place open and and we're sitting at Denny's and we're trying to figure out like what do we do, and that's and that's when we said you know what if there's some great things going on in Balaka, in Malawi, why don't we just start a nonprofit uh, and support those great things.
1: So, so what is uh, what is the mission of Bolamoya? So.
2: Um, what we seek to do is, is, as the name implies, better life. Is we 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 want to um, sort of uplift the people in that community, um, and and not through sort of these traditional ways. A lot of the, a lot of nonprofits go into into a place like this, and and they throw a lot of money at these programs, um, health programs, all of these different workshops and, and everything. Um, but we we sort of take the the arts approach and we have so we have a youth center um, and it's an after school program and these kids come at uh every afternoon um 30 to 40 kids every day and we have music clubs we have um we have an art club we have um uh dance we have drama uh handicrafts all of these different things um and then and then we also have um certain things like tutoring in math and english um, these things that they learn in school as well. And so, um, so, so we have the youth center and then just recently we also, uh, we've started, uh, an adult education program for specifically for women who were not able to finish their, their, their edu, their formal education, uh, when they were younger. And so it's, so it's, It's really it's about it's education and the arts, and it's it's sort of bettering these people's lives through uh, through knowledge, through information, through um, creative expression, and all of these things that you know, and that that I think um, has fairly far-reaching results.
1: How much time uh, do you actually spend over there uh, actively working on in the projects? uh, Up
2: to this point, it's it's probably been about five to six months out of every year. Four or 4 to 6 months, yeah, out of each year. And so, and it's been about powerful, 4 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to it's going to lessen a little bit. Um now things are so, moving moving fairly smoothly and fairly streamlined now uh, on that end, so.
1: Uh where do people uh, just before we play another song where yeah. do people find out more about Bulamoyo?
2: Um well, right now com. So that's B O L A M O Y O.com. Um should probably be .org, but we lost we lost that URL uh, and haven't been able to get it back. So
1: internet hijinks. Yeah, yes. yeah, so. yeah, Why don't you play another song for us?
0: Okay. You can keep your sales pitch and your fancy taste Oh. you can keep your plastic foods just give us peace the good Lord Hello.
1: Song, yeah, Dustin Patterson, uh, uh, Dustin, man, thank you so much for uh, coming to sit down with us yeah. uh, this week. Thank it's you been a very real much. treat uh, having you here and uh, hearing about your projects and and uh, what you're doing to make the world a better place. Uh, we really appreciate it. Where can people find out more about you? Me? Well, okay, so um, Dustin Patterson,
2: uh dot com is uh, the, my new website. One I just put up and uh just a simple you're blogging over simple there little you got lots of good stuff yeah, yeah, going yeah, on yeah.
1: over at, yeah. at it's a, it's a
2: it's a thing that i just sort of created and and i and i hope is useful so excellent all right so yeah. that's a good place Dustin to find Pattison. you dot com. Dustin yeah.
1: Yeah. you're also on MySpace.
2: i am myspacecom DustinPattison. okay pretty simple yeah and
1: we will certainly put links to both of Wonderful. those uh uh on the website Wonderful. uh how how you doing kurt how you holding up
3: oh i'm great yeah
1: it's good music oh absolutely
3: <laughs> absolutely yeah really glad to have you over. oh i'm
1: i'm so glad hey. i could come this is great a real treat we've it's a uh, lot of fun y- you can find out more about us and our show acoustic conversations visit us uh, on the web at acousticconversations.com to listen to each of the interview episodes right there on the site
3: and uh, make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes to download the free high quality tracks from
1: all of our recent artists. And if you are on Facebook, make sure to join our Facebook group. Uh, you can just search for Acoustic Conversations and join up. Uh, we post direct links to all of the individual freebie songs uh, for our Facebook friends, and we we love making Facebook friends. Please make Facebook friends with us. <laughs> It's, it's almost like real friends, only, you know, Facebook. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> and, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at ACConvo. Um, and, and that's it, twitter.com slash ACConvo. On behalf of Kurt Sifford, Uh great thanks to our guest, uh, Dustin Passon. Um, thank you so much. Many great thanks. And, and many thanks to your wife uh, for watching your young yeah, son yeah, and allowing you to, <laughs> to come over and do this with us. Uh, yeah, um, I'm Pete Wright. Thank you for listening to Acoustic Conversations.